This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are talking about the centers of intelligence in the Enneagram. So not too long ago, we went through all of the different triads of the Enneagram, the different groupings of three, one of those being the centers of intelligence. And if we have covered this, it's been a while. So I thought, you know what, let's cover it make sure we have a podcast on this topic. And let me know if you have episodes that you would like in terms of the other groups of three. I know there was a lot of interest in the Harmony group, which we have done a series on before, but I can have those set up as replays if you want them posted in modern time because I know my feed is thick, okay? I know she's long and it takes a while to get through her. So if you don't want to scroll back through to find the Harmony groupings, I can bring them up to the front of the class? Is that a weird way to say that? Um, Just let me know if there's a group of three you'd like me to do this series on, or if you feel like, you know what, let's just go through all of them and do an in-depth series on that. I'm happy to do that as well. Just let me know on Instagram at Sarah Jane Case. But for today, we're going to talk about the centers of intelligence. I feel like this is the most used, but, and the most talked about groupings, but probably the one I've personally talked about the least, which is interesting because I, I don't know if it's because I just feel like everybody else is covering it, but it is a really useful tool. So let's get into it. If Just to lay the framework here, the centers of intelligence are gut center, heart center, and head center. The gut center are types eight, nine, and one, and it's associated with instinct and intuition. The heart center are types two, three, and four, and they're associated with emotions and relationships. And then we have the head center types five, six, and seven, which are associated with logic and reasoning. So in some ways, this coordinates with the work being done in effective neuroscience. So effective neuroscience is a rapidly growing field that is shedding light on the biological basis of emotions. And this research has the potential to improve our understanding of mental health and illness and to lead to the development of new treatments. And in their book, The Enneagram Relationships and Intimacy, David Daniels and Suzanne Dion reference this work in relation to the centers of intelligence. Here's what they say. They say, what scientists have come to learn is that energy and information is traveling upward from the gut and from the heart to the brain to be integrated and processed. And they remind us that we often only think of intelligence as coming from our mind But neuroscience has proven otherwise. In fact, it's shown that there are three intelligences within us that formulate impressions and process energy. So the obvious one is our brain. We know that's that's where we think from, right? But then there's 
actually a secondary one that's in or around the heart, and then a third that is in our intestines, head, heart, gut. That being said, our Enneagram types are all placed in a specific center, right? Like eight, nine, ones in the gut, two, three, fours in the heart, five, six, sevens in the head. But so that's like the one we have the quickest access to. And and we're going to dive deeper into how that looks in a minute. But the work, like the growth journey here is with all Enneagram work is really to expand our access to the intelligence from all three centers within us. So to live not just from our head or our heart or our gut, but from all of ourself to access all three of our intelligences. Is that the plural of intelligence? Intelligence? You get what I'm saying. This is one of those topics that you are likely to learn differing approaches on depending on who you're learning it from. So I'm going to share my understanding and how I have learned it, but there are so many varying views. Like for example, some schools of thought believe that we can lead with a different center than our dominant type. So meaning I'm, let's say I'm a, you know, I am a seven, I'm in the head center. I have no access to the heart center But maybe there's certain beliefs that say like, okay, you can lead from the heart even if you're a seven. So um, that's a little bit over my head. Like I haven't done enough research on that school of thought to speak on it. So I'm just going to stay in my lane and share with you what I've learned and what I know. Um, I like the way Sharon K. Ball and Renee Seigel say it best in their book, Reclaiming You. They say, although we have access to all three centers, if you are like most people, you naturally default to or rely heavily on just one or two of the centers. And the more you use just one or two centers, the more those develop and are therefore more easily accessible than the others. However, when you operate in an integrated way, that is by accessing all three centers, your response to life events is more balanced, which allows your life to run more smoothly. So just kind of reiterating, we typically have one center that we're dominant in, maybe a second one that we use. Often we have one that's repressed and the goal is to balance them out. So let's start talking about the gut center. We associate that with types eight, nine, and one. In her book, The Enneagram for Black Liberation, Chichi Agoram refers to the body center as the seat of our felt sense knowing. And I love that language. The core needs of this center are belonging, power, control, autonomy, and respect. Reclaiming you refers to it as their unmet childhood need, which for types 8, 9, and 1 is autonomy, justness, and fairness. And they seek to manage that loss or that lack of that need being met through power and control. In general, when these core needs aren't met, the emotional response within the gut triad is frustration, anger, or rage. So type eights, the anger is, it's much more openly expressed, right? They may be more associated with rage. They may be more comfortable with anger and being conflict forward. In type nine, it can look like passive aggression or stubbornness, quiet stubbornness to where no one really even realizes they're being stubborn, but they're taking their time. And <laughs> we have type one, which looks more like resentment or even polite repression, pushing those feelings down in in favor of being polite or correct. All of these types also have a relationship to power. So for type eight, they grasp for power. For type nine, they tend to merge with other people, but they also resist being controlled. Then type one, they seek control, not necessarily to overpower others, but to have a sense of rightness and correctness in the world. 
Also, in each of our centers, we have a way that we filter the world. So for, for the gut center, it's through the intelligence of our kinesthetic sense of movement, spatial acuity, our position in space, our physical presence, or our physical sensations. The gut center is associated with the body, with physical sensations, instincts. People who lead with their gut are typically very in touch with their bodies and their physical needs. They're also good at sensing danger, making quick decisions. The gut center is a powerful source of wisdom and intuition. All right, so that's just like the general sense of what the gut center is. Let's get into the heart center. So that's types two, three, and four. Finding the Enneagram was like someone publishing my journal and having me read it as a life lesson on all of my patterns. And getting to know yourself can be such a long, deep process, especially because we're always growing and changing. So what type seven looked like for me in my 20s is so different than what it looks like for me now. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and your understanding because Sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk things through. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. My therapist is a lifeline for me. Every single week, I have a chance to sit down, have someone who's on my side, someone just to talk to about those negative emotions, positive emotions, my fear of asking for help. The ability to be supported in my life is beyond amazing. And if you're someone like me who struggles to ask for support, having someone whose job it is to hold that space for you can be so freeing and relieving. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash egram today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash egram. Thank you so much, BetterHelp, for supporting the podcast. So in her book, Agoram refers to the center as the seat of our emotional and relational wisdom. The core needs being love, approval, and appreciation, and when those needs aren't met, they experience shame, sadness, and tend to be openly emotional. According to the book Reclaiming You, the childhood unmet need is acknowledgement, approval, and validation, and they seek esteem and affirmation as adults. So now, again, each type has a different way that they seek that esteem, um, which I think of as different ways they want to be perceived. So type twos want to be perceived as loving, helpful, and generous. Type threes as successful. Type fours want to be perceived as they perceive themselves. And then they each have their own relationship to shame. So type twos tend to focus their feelings outward in hopes of not feeling shame themselves. So um, if only this person would do this thing for me, then I wouldn't feel this way, or um, they don't want to be the problem. Type threes tend to deny their feelings in hopes of resisting shame. And then fours tend to focus their feelings inward in hopes of avoiding deeper shame. And then again, they filter the world through relating, connecting, bonding, feeling, and being felt. In general, the heart center is associated with emotions, relationships, and values. People who lead with their heart center are typically very in touch with their emotions or have a really complicated relationship to their emotions like type three. And 
a really strong experience with their relationship with others. They're also good at understanding and appreciating different values. And the Heart Center is a powerful source of love, compassion, and creativity. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Then we move into the head center, which are types five, six, and seven. Agorum calls this the seat of our mental intelligence. The core needs here being safety, possibilities, and predictability. Reclaiming you refers to the childhood needs here as consistency and predictability. When needs are not met, they experience anxiety, fear, and planning. And as adults, they seek safety, security, and certainty. Now, each of the head types do this in a different way. Type fives do this through being informed. Type sixes do this through preparing or being supported by others. And sevens do this through hopeful planning and running away. Now we get into their relationship to anxiety. All of the head types have a different relationship to anxiety. So for type fives, they tend to be anxious of the outside world. Um, And so because of that, they try to isolate themselves. Now, what this looks like is a fear of being intruded upon or taken from. Sixes tend to be anxious internally and thus are always playing worst case scenarios. They have a hard time trusting themselves. And so they seek support from others or a leadership figure or an authority figure of some kind. Sevens tend to try to deny their anxiousness, and thus they're always keeping their minds and bodies busy, trying to distract themselves from pain or to flee or run away or keep ahead of the pain that feels like is chasing them. Now, how do we filter the world? Our head types are filtering the world through their mental faculties, preparing, planning, and seeking certainty. The head center in general is associated with thinking, planning, and problem solving, People who lead with their head are typically very good at thinking things through and coming up with solutions to problems. They're also good at planning and organizing and strategizing. And the head center is a powerful source of knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. So if we're tapping into our head center, we're tapping into problem solving, quick thinking, planning, preparation. So if we're thinking about how do we integrate this, right, the goal is to be in communion with all of our centers, to not cut any center off. A lot of times it's kind of obvious to us which one is our third center, right? Like, do I have a harder time accessing my emotions and my relationships? Do I have a harder time accessing action and power and autonomy? Or do I have a harder time accessing my sense of like creative problem solving and planning and possibility? For me as a seven with an eight wing, I'm pretty clearly um, a head and a a gut center, right? Like I think and then I take action. I think and take action. It's very much relationship. I've always struggled the most in my life with relationships to other people. That has been 
my journey. And so it makes sense to me that in like my relationship to my emotions and feeling that all adds up, right? (laughs) And so if I want to access my heart center, it's pretty clear that that's what I'm working on is developing that center. And we can do this through somatics, right? Just like tuning in to our gut, our heart, and our head through noticing like what's in my body, what, what's in my, what are my felt sensations in those spaces. And we also, in Reclaiming You, they make some suggestions like make, for connecting to your body, um, practicing, finding a movement practice that works for you. And honestly, before we get into the, to these things, I just want to say I love how simple they made this. Like, I think that's why it's like what I ended up choosing as like our next steps. So if you're moving into integration, again, like I really like the way they phrase this in this book. And it, in this book, Reclaiming You is all about trauma and trauma healing in all of my understanding and study of the body is through trauma learning, through um, reading books about how the trauma impacts your body and how it holds a lot of information. And so I really align with the approach that they took in this book. But that being said, when they talk about each of the three centers, they kind of have three M's, movement, meaningful connections, and mindfulness. And I think that's a really simple way to think about which centers being neglected, right? Am I out of touch with my body and act taking action? Am I out of touch with meaningful connections and emotions? Am I out of touch with mindfulness or being in present mo- in the present moment? Which, you know, maybe for some of us, we're like out of touch with all three of these, you know, like sometimes that's the case. <laughs> and um, So how can we start to integrate these back into our life? So the recommendations from Reclaiming You, movement practice for getting in tune with your body, connecting to your body and your breath. I, um, you know, I love a yoga practice, big fan, but I also really like, you know, going to the gym. A lot of people enjoy going for walks, like whatever works for you. It's just like some sort of movement that connects you to your body and your breath is a really good way to tap into your body center Meaningful connection. So um, for the heart center, connection to your heart center, focusing on meaningful connections. They say in the book, they begin when you learn to co-regulate through having safe, nurturing, and predictable relationships with others. And I really love, I love that. And then focusing on pursuing those relationships, really pouring into those relationships. And then we have mindfulness, the ability to be present with what is um, for the head types. And they say this works best when you have self-compassion. Don't judge your thoughts, but just try to be where you are. Um, One of my current mindfulness practices is every morning just going like, what do I see, hear, smell, taste, feel? Sometimes I do that when I just need to be in the present moment. Sometimes as a seven when I'm feeling resentful or frustrated with my life. I'll do that with a gratitude lens and it brings me into the good parts of the present moment because that's a really healthy seven place to be is like, appreciating what you have, what is here and now, instead of being so focused on what could be down the road. So I really like that practice of integration, you know, just trying to find what is my movement? What's my meaningful connections and where can I, how can I implement mindfulness? Well, friends, that was a pretty quick overview of the top 
those intelligence centers of the Enneagram. If you have further questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, I do a Q&A every Monday on Instagram, but also you can send those questions into 828-338-9127, which is our podcast phone line. And I answer questions on the podcast now every other Friday. So I will definitely get to yours and I'd love to hear from you. As always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you and I will see you Friday for the next one. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.